Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to dive right in this morning. We're on the series on faith. And, I, and my prayer is, I just sense the Lord just wanting to increase our faith. Our church name is Faith Assembly of God. And God wants to increase our faith. And so I'm excited about this. I feel that this is just the direction God wants to take us. And we started this series last week. And so just a little review for us. Maybe you weren't here or you fell asleep at this time last week, but uh, here's uh, three foundation, <clears throat> three foundational faith facts that we talked about last week. And first one is kind of the definition of faith. Faith is a confident conviction that God is who he said he is and that he will do what he said he will do. And uh, that is what true faith is. It's a confident conviction that God is who he said he is and he will do what he said he will do. So if we'll trust him, if we'll believe in him, there's, there's nothing that God cannot do. Amen? And with God, all things are possible. And so there's, a, there's no situation that you come against that God can't change, he can't transform, he can't do the impossible. And so that's really what this is all about, is, is enlarging our eyes to see how big our God is, right. not how big our problems are. Sometimes we get the opposite. Our problems are big and our God is really small, Right? Well, maybe could you, God, if you really would? No, God's big. We serve a big God. He does impossible things. He specializes in the supernatural. So if you're facing something, trust him, and he can come through for you. Number two is faith is a necessary foundation and fuel for us as Christians. It supports us. It sustains us. You won't last very long in your Christian walk if you do not have faith. Amen? Sickness comes, troubles happen, things don't make sense sometimes. And if you don't have faith, you're going to be like, well, I guess God's not really there. He doesn't love me or this. No, we need to have faith. We need to trust him even when things are good, even when things aren't so good. Amen? Amen. And uh, so it's a foundation, it's a fuel for us. And finally, faith is based on God's word, on God and on his word. Faith is based on God and honest word. It's not based on how we feel. Amen? It's not based on what we see. It's not based on what we're experiencing. It's not based on our situation, our circumstance, our system, our political, whoever got voted in. It's not based on any of that. It's based on God and on his word. And if we'll rest on that, God's going to do great things. And someone shouted amen. Amen? Hebrews 11, we're going to look at verse 3 this morning, and each week we're just going to kind of uh, just ask God, would you increase our faith just in, in all these different areas? I'm, I'm just really excited about this. This series looks at a lot of different areas of faith and obedience, um, stepping out and, and activating your faith, stepping out and, and giving sacrificially. There's all different instances of what faith looks like and how that looks like when it plays out in our life. And we're going to look at that. Today, Is a, we're looking at verse 3. It simply says this in Hebrews 11. It says, By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Let me read that one more time. By faith, we understand that the universe 
was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Or said another way, the New American Standard says it this way, by faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God. Isn't that a beautiful way to say that? The, the worlds, everything that we see today were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Let's pray. Jesus, would you increase our faith today? Take it from where it was and exponentially increase it today that we could trust you, Lord, that we would know that you are who you said you are, the, the all-powerful God. You are the one who does miracles. You are the one that can do impossible things. There's nothing too difficult for you and that you will do what you said you will do Lord, we pray that we believe it with all of our hearts. And if we don't, Lord, help us to do that today, that we would leave this place trusting you, Jesus, to be our Savior, to be our Lord, putting our faith and trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray. And someone said, amen, amen today. Here's our kind of main idea. By faith today, we believe that the universe was created by God's word. If you're taking notes, you can fill in those blanks. By faith we believe a lot of things, but here the scripture is teaching us and telling us we believe that the universe was created by God's word. Just think about that. We could just pause it. We could just stop there and say, go home today. Just chew on that for a millennium, right? That's right. Everything, just imagine everything we see, everything we experience, everything that's visible to our naked eyes, everything that's not even visible to our naked eye was created by God with a purpose, with an intention. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't just some sudden thing that clashed in the universe. It was created by God by his word. You know, we've, how many have ever made something in their life, Right? You usually use your hands, tools. How many has ever made something with a word, right? Maybe if you have kids, like, hey, go clean your work, <laughs> go clean your room, and it happens sometimes, right? 20% of the time. How many of you try to make dinner and just say, like, I want dinner, and it just, poof, it just appears? Maybe if you have a really nice husband or wife that cooks for you, you just say, husband, wife, you know, I want this for dinner, whatever. But uh, we can't create things with our words, right? But God can. He just, he just speaks it, and it's created. That's just powerful there. One scholar puts it this way. Belief in the existence of the world is not faith, right? You can believe all the world exists. That's not really faith. Nor is it faith when men hold that the world was made out of some pre-existing stuff or some pre-existing collision. That's not really faith. But faith is when we understand that it was the word of God, the, the Bible says God's command that produced all things. That is faith. That's standing on faith, right? It's not what you can see, but it's what you believe, what you have a conviction about, that the universe was created by God's very word and nothing else. This emphasis uh, on creation by God and his word is found in Genesis chapter one, turn to the very beginning of your scriptures this morning. It's good to be reminded about the universe, how we're here, why we're here, what, what the intention is. If, if, if sometimes we get confused and we just get, 
well, I'm just here to survive and someday I'll die and that's it. Well, there's more to your life than that. God has created you for a specific purpose. God has intention for your life, not just to take up oxygen, not just to suck up air for a few decades and then you know go into the ground. God has a purpose for you. He created you with a destiny and with a purpose. It says here in Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said it. Boom. And it happened. God saw that light was good. Verse 6. And God said, let there be an expanse between the waters to separate, separate water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And it was so. Verse 9, and God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear, and it was so. Verse 11, then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds, and it was so. Are you seeing a pattern here? God speaks it and it happens, right? And God said, you can see on and on, and God said, and God said, Verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over the all the earth, over all the creatures that move along the, gods, the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves along the ground. Verse 29, then God said, and he gives them instructions. Chapter two, thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work and God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. By faith we believe that the universe was created by God's work, by God's word, sorry. NIV says by his command. He spoke it and he did it. You can read there's a lot of scriptures that point to this, so we'll just uh, look at a few this morning. Psalm 33. And as we read these, just allow it, your faith to increase today. Allow these scriptures, as we're reading and hearing these stories, say, God, would you increase my faith today? Would you, would you help me to have a bigger vision of who you are and a smaller vision of what my problems are? Because my God is so big psalm 33 sing joyfully to the lord you righteous it is fitting for the upright to praise him praise the lord with the harp make music to him on the 10 string lyre that's what we were just doing up here we were making a joyful noise to the lord right whether you sing on key or off key it doesn't matter you're making a joyful noise to the lord whether you're if, if you're singing from your heart right he wants your heart worship he doesn't want your you know just your lip service he wants your heart 
Sing to him in verse three, a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. And you say, okay, well, what does this have to do with faith? And then here it comes. For, here's a reason why we sing, why we worship. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. Skip down to verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Amen? By God's word, he created the universe. Psalm 148, let's read one more. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him all his angels. Praise him all his heavenly hosts. Praise him sun and moon. Praise him all you shining stars. Praise him you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord. Why? For he commanded and they were created. He set them in place forever and ever. He gave a decree that will never pass away. Those are some promises to stand on. God creates by his word. If he created the universe, and here's some conclusions that we can come to. It's not just a theological premise or principle. We understand that by faith, God created the universe by his word. But what does that mean for us? Here's number one, it means for us that God can do anything. God can do anything. If he can speak and the entire universe as we understand it is created in all its beauty and complexity, you know, I'm not a scientist, but I can, I can see the complexity and the beauty of the universe. It's not an accident. It just didn't happen this way. It didn't just evolve into this. It was made. It was spoken to be by the breath of God. Turning your New Testament to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. We're going to be skipping around a few times this morning. Mark chapter 8 in our Bibles. Not skipping. You're like, man, I get to stand up and skip around. No, we're going to read the scripture a few times this morning. Mark chapter 8. God can do anything. Amen. Maybe it's Matthew chapter 8. Let's see here. I know it's in Luke 7, so. Yes, here we go. Matthew 8. Let me change my notes right now. Just kidding. Matthew. Did I put that in the bulletins wrong too? All right, change that there. Mark or Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. When Jesus 
had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him. Now, a centurion was simply a Roman officer, okay? He was in charge of a lot of soldiers. He was high up in that, in that kind of system in that society. A Roman centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. The centurion replied, Lord, I, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go and he goes and that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Verse 13, then Jesus said to the centurion, go, it will be done just as you believed it would. Faith, right? And his servant was healed at that very hour, at that very moment, his servant was healed by the man's faith, but by Jesus, by his word. The word of the Lord can do anything. There's no limits to what God can do, amen? amen? So what do you need Jesus to do in your life? What will you believe Jesus for? Will you put your trust and your faith in him that he can do anything? He can do the impossible in your situation. Oh, Pastor, you don't know, I have uh, extenuating circumstances and this is happening. Well, God can do anything. It's not a, there's no footnote, there's no clause except, you know, X and X or, you know, A, B and C. He can do everything except, you know, the, then there's the fine print. No, there's no fine print when it comes to what the Lord can do. Number two, here's a second conclusion we come to. Since the universe was created by God's word, God can do what we cannot even see or imagine. This is where it gets kind of fun, kind of exciting. God can do what we cannot even see or imagine. Sometimes we're limited by what we see, right? Well, we pray for things that we see, but God can go above and beyond what, even what we pray, even what we expect, even what we think is gonna happen. That's the God that we serve. The universe, it says in Hebrews 11, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Translation, God made everything we see out of nothing that you do see, right? right? There was nothing and then there was everything. And how did it come here? By God's word, he spoke it and it came to be. He had to have a vision. He had to be able to see the universe, right? Can you imagine sitting down and say, I want you to create a universe? You know, maybe SimCity. Ever played SimCity? Or, um, as you know, those simulator reality games, Minecraft, you're building things, uh, War of the Worlds, or, you know, those kind of video games, you're building kingdoms. And, but imagine the whole universe. You had to sit down and create, you know, you'd forget something, right? You'd forget, oh, I guess I need oxygen to, to sustain life, or I need, you know, so, you know, gravity to keep us on the earth or something. But God... He saw all that ahead of time and he spoke it and it came into being. 
So by faith, we believe that. So God can do even what we can't see, even what we can't even imagine. Paul says in Ephesians chapter three, he says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. We serve a God who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. His vision, his ability, his power is infinitely greater than mine, than ours, than yours. Our prayers, it encourages our prayers of faith are not limited by what we can see, by what we can imagine, because God can do infinitely, immeasurably more than all we ask or all we imagine. Our last scripture, I think it's our last one today, is Acts chapter 3. God's able to do even what we cannot see or imagine. Acts chapter 3. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man, I'll just look at these details here, a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate gate called Beautiful. So this man was crippled from when? Birth. It wasn't just an accident. It wasn't just something that happened the other day or the other weekend. This man had been crippled all of his life. He was put at the, at the temple gate where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for what? Money. Wait, he's crippled. He, he doesn't need money. He needs healing, right? Peter looked straight at him, and as did John. The Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Ah, oh, you're going to give me some money. Then Peter said, silver or gold? I don't have, but what I have you, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, it says, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Here's a man. He needed healing, but he was asking for money. He couldn't even see. Maybe he was a... (coughs) I was thinking about this. Maybe it was a dream he had had before. Maybe someday I'll get better. Someday, maybe it was a dream he just eventually gave up on. Well, God's not going to heal me. I'm just going to ask for money. I just need to survive, right? We've all been there. We've had dreams, and maybe it hasn't happened. And Well, that's not going to happen. I'm just going to get through this season of my life. I'm going to get, well, no, God has, if he spoke that into your life, he's going to bring that to completion, So this man, he needs healing desperately in his body, but he can't even see or imagine that taking place. So instead, he just asks for a little handout. But God miraculously heals the man, and he goes from begging at the gate to jumping in the temple courts, right? Isn't that a beautiful picture of how God can take what we cannot even see? You know, he's asking, oh, just a little bit of money here. 
but God transforms him in a powerful way. The Lord would say to you today, don't ask for a moment. Ask for a miracle. Don't ask for something that's just gonna last, get you through the day. Don't be limited by what you can see. Oh God, I just need to, enough strength to get me through this season. No, God, would you sustain me? Would you help me? Would you be my source and supply? Don't ask for a moment, ask for a miracle. Don't ask for a temporary fix, ask for a total transformation. Don't ask for a temporary fix. Ask for a total transformation and see what God can do and will do in your life. I think we learned this uh, last year as um, we had been praying for Austin and his family and he was waiting. He was on the, the liver transplant list and uh, last year, it was about the spring of last year, he just wasn't doing well. He had been on the list for a while and and he had gotten really sick and was in the hospital. And, uh, you know, we were just praying, God, would you heal him? God, would you just, uh, you know, to help him not to be so sick this week? I remember that week when he was just really sick. It was just kind of, we felt like survival mode. God, just help him to get through this week. Help him to feel better by the end of the week. And all of a sudden, they get a phone call out of the blue. And we get a phone call out of the blue that the doctors call and say, we have a liver waiting here for you if you want it. I know for me, it was like, man, we were just praying that he'd have a better week, right? That this week would be better than last week. And all of a sudden, in a few hours, Austin is in surgery. He has a new liver and, and he's like a brand new, brand new little kid. can do what we cannot even see what we cannot even imagine sometimes the things that we have given up on god's not limited by what we're limited by there are no limits to him he can do anything he can do what we cannot even see what we cannot even imagine amen, amen. would you bow your heads with me this morning I don't know what situation you're facing today, but I know who the answer is. If we will put our trust and our faith in Jesus, we can believe him to do great and mighty things. We can believe him to do impossible things, but it starts with surrendering our lives to him. Putting our faith, not our head knowledge, not putting on what we see, but a putting our faith, a confident conviction that God is who he said he is and that he will do what he said he will do. And it starts by surrendering our lives to his son, Jesus Christ. Scripture says that God loves the world so much that he was willing to give his only son, Jesus to go to the cross for our sins, that those who put their trust and belief in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. If you've never 
surrender to Jesus. Or maybe, you know what, you need to make a fresh commitment to surrender to him. Would you do that today? Would you say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Jesus, I surrender my heart to you today. Jesus, I put my faith in you. Jesus, I believe that you are God's son, that you died for my sins, and you were raised to life, that I could experience life today and life for all eternity. And as we do that, that's a starting point of faith. God begins to increase our faith and increase our understanding of who God is and what he wants to do in us, what God wants to do through us. So if you've declared him to be Lord and Savior, God's, God's in putting his spirit in you at this moment and, and your, your life is about to change, be transformed. I believe maybe God's giving you a specific purpose, a specific mission that God wants you to do. Maybe when you came in this place, there was something you thought you were going to do, but now God's laying on your heart, on your life, something he wants you to do, something he wants you to accomplish. His purpose, his plan for your life. And maybe today you're facing a situation that on the outside it seems impossible. Whether it's a relationship, a marriage, a job, a financial problem. But today we're reminded that there is no problem that's too big for God. There is no problem that's too small for God. Our God is way bigger than our problems. So if we will trust him, he can do anything. He can do even what we cannot see, even what we cannot imagine. Maybe before your prayers were limited or focused by only what you could see, but today you're going to start praying for things that you believe can happen when it's in God's hands. Maybe you were just play, praying for survival before, but now you're going to pray for God to do, do amazing supernatural things in your life. Maybe you were praying for a moment like that beggar, but now you're going to pray for a miracle in your life. Jesus, give us faith to believe that you can do anything. You can do even beyond what we can see, what we can imagine. And Lord, we will give you honor. We will give you glory for all that you do. There's a few things we as a church are believing for this year. Just God had laid this on my, on my heart and uh, we're gonna be praying for these things this year. Nine specific things. We, by faith, we will see God save and transform lost people. Something we can't do on our own, but God can, right? He can do the impossible. 
He can take a, a person's heart and soul and transform it in a moment. By faith, we will experience the presence and power of God like never before. By faith, we will impact our community in a greater way. By faith, we will see more people serve God with their God-given gifts. By faith, we will grow in spiritual maturity and we will grow numerically. By, By faith, we will see more people step out of faith in the area of giving. By faith, we will experience a financial miracle. By faith, we will complete our fixer-upper project, which is renovating in the hallway and nursery and bathrooms. By faith, we will have our best year yet as a church. In our own eyes, that'll never happen, but with God, all things are possible. Amen? I'd encourage you, develop statements for your your family, for your marriage, for your kids. What are you believing God to do this year in your family, at your job, in your school? Maybe students, it's at your school. What's God want to do in your high school, in your middle school, in your elementary school? What's God want to do in and through your life? Amen?